you talk about the knowledge that we know as designers, knowing them and learning them from people that actually before all of this fancy, all mm -hmm. the, you know, all the things that they're going to the basics and understanding that and not like I'm hitting a couple of things on here. I'm adding some things here. That mm -hmm. looks pretty. And let's like you're saying the glitter, you know, they put the glitter on it, but it's like you take off the glitter. I'm like, is it still good? Mm -hmm. I'm glad you understand. You know how many people don't catch that reference? You know, people don't catch that reference. I'm like, people, F the glitter. People, Designers know. Well, Designers I people about logos, designing them as black. Because I was like, you put all the stuff on there. I could put 16 colors on there. But if I make it black and you don't like it, it's not good. Please it say that really again for the people in the back. The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're, We're that, that tribe. I like yep. that intro. That is Come on. We in a realm of graphic designers. We know how to do things. <laughs> I uh, like welcome, everybody, to More Than Graphics Podcast. I'm Danielle. <laughs> and I'm Priscilla. And man, do we have a really good episode for y'all today. Um, but for those who are new to the space, um, welcome. This platform is for women, by women, for women of color, by women of color, holy cow like how did we do that we kind of feel like it's sacred right Priscilla? like mm -hmm. this is a, okay. a it's a sacred space our guest today <laughs> not only someone that i actually know like in the universe <laughs> but someone who actually is doing her thing and she's doing it very very well um i absolutely mm -hmm. want to preface all of this with we don't even know what's about to happen in this conversation i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know the mountains may part the seas may open up the the sky it may fall um because of what is being spoken in the space so well today's guest is ashley, ashley green she's oh, a master of graphics there you go well, ashley green is in <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Ashley Green is an animated, bright, problem-solving industry designer, speaker, and teacher who is on mission to help entrepreneurs build and grow profitable businesses by designing their professional brands with her company, A. Louise Creative. Mm -hmm. Come through. Ashley's dedication, hard work, and determination to avoid a life of mediocrity is what inspired her unique background. She is a self-taught graphic and brand designer, woo, even though she holds a BA in psychology and half a master's degree in professional counseling. Wow. Yeah, only half. Only half. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley <laughs> that she could be free to design for whomever she chooses, including herself. In fact, she recently launched a podcast, F the Glitter, which caters to other like-minded creatives by thinking outside of conventional ideas, but staying within the rules allows Ashley to help people navigate their wants, determine their needs, and figure out the steps needed to achieve their business goals. Ashley, welcome to the show, girl. What's Hi. up? <laughs> now that bio sound real good when y'all say Ooh. it though. It, you know, you read it out loud, it's like, oh. <laughs> got the, it's the content for me. It's the content for me. You have done already so many amazing things. And what I love about this combo is that it is a group of graphic designers. You can say something and we know yes. exactly what you're talking about. 
people. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited to kind of get into this theme of of master. Um, so for you, um, how many years? Uh, professionally, mm -hmm. about 10. Yes. Professionally, 10. Um, but I've been in front of a computer. Oh, Jesus. My dad is a programmer. So we've always had computers in the house. So paint was always available. Like before, like when it was MS-DOS and it was all just the, the blue screen with that ugly window in front and it waited like that. You had this since then, right? Um, <laughs> but I didn't start designing for real until uh, 2003 when I was in high school. I was a junior in high school and I started designing. Um, I tried to start a business with my older brother who can draw. And I had found Cafe Press. And so he would draw the stuff and I would like digitize it and put it on Cafe Press. We never made any money, but that's where Lou Ink came from. Because my middle name is Louise and he was the ink. So Lou Ink, because he could draw and I couldn't, but I was, you know, I was doing it. And then um, I kept Lou Ink up until 2017. Like I kept the name up until 2017 when I switched over, um, I realized that I'm not a kid anymore. Mm -hmm. And it didn't sound very adult, especially for the adult money that I was trying to make with it. Um, mm -hmm. So I switched it up and I prayed on it, thought about it for a long time. And it took me a good, let's say a good couple months. And then um, I came up with A. Louise. I was like, it is me. It's just me. So why not? You know, so it might change soon because life has changed. But yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Ooh, I love this already. Like, I love it. And I love the fact too, like, and take note, all you young hipsters out there. Um, you know, if you don't understand what Cafe Press is, we went one step back for you. Um, this is like the platform to create <laughs> <laughs> mass production things. So if you had before a there was Printful and Printify, yes, exactly. We had Cafe Press back in 2002, 2003. Okay, <laughs> so I guess in terms of master, you were already kind of thinking on a much larger scale, like you were taking small things and already scaling them to t-shirts and printed items to billboards to and then moving on to more bigger even bigger items um mm -hmm. i love that you are always thinking bigger even when in the process it's still small right mm -hmm. um i think that's really cool that's a really cool unique gift to have because a lot of people only see what's in front of them but mm -hmm. you're already envisioning what's happening <laughs> to two or five steps what's ahead happen yeah. yeah. Well, my dad is an entrepreneur. And so I grew up seeing that too. So it was like, oh, okay. Like there's always a way. Like even though my dad always had like a traditional job, he always had something after work. Like he was working, like he um he wrote this program for jewelry stores called Argens. And he was a freelancer for jewelry chains and was like, that was their point of sale software that he wrote. So like after he got off from work, he was sitting in front of his computer coding like all the time mm. so while we we're watching tv cartoons or whatever he was on yo when i tell you go well, way back like my dad had one of those laptops the portable computer the first portable computer it was like the size of a television and it was about <sighs> as heavy as a microwave and it had wow. this keyboard that like click clicked off and came down and you had like 50 million cords plugged into the back of it and the only difference was it wasn't on the desk and it wasn't like 50 pounds it was like 20 pounds but like that's what we had. So it was like, yeah, I've, I've always been around it. Like it's always been a thing. 
like oh my gosh i love that it so reminds me i like i'm totally crushing here but i'm like it reminds me of those moments like when you watch grandma's boy in those early days of them like coding all the video games like mm-hmm. i feel like that that was your dad like in the early years these big old massive computers that it were was. still trying to figure out what yeah it that's was. so cool <laughs> kudos to your dad that's awesome um <laughs> Okay, so I definitely want to kind of dig in a little bit more into like your typical methods for self-care as you're mastering things. What's something? Well, let me go back to the original point. What's mm-hmm. something that you have mastered for yourself that you're really proud of? Um, I have mastered for myself, I have mastered um pulling out what people are really trying to say. Um, I think part of that is um, a big help with, you know, my psychology background and like reading, you know, like body language, social cues and changes in the tonation of people's voice. But um, I know like when I first started and, you know, you got that first client and they're like, I want to sell to everybody. And then you learn after two, three, you know, headaches, you'd be like, you can't sell to everybody. Like that don't work. Who are we talking to? Right. And so you get that one client who's really passionate and they're like, yeah, you know, this is for the moms. You'd be like, okay, the moms who do what? And they'd be like, the moms who mom. You'd be like, okay, so how old are their kids? Uh, They're like two or three. They'd be like, oh, okay, the kids are two or three. So they're not momming outside the house very often, are they? And they'd be like, Nah, they're not. And I'm like, and they need grocery delivery, right? And they were like, yeah. So you're going to find them on walmart.com or target.com, right? They were like, yeah. So that's where your ads need to be in your audience because those are the people we're trying to reach. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that. And they were like, okay, so how old is your mom? Well, she's about 35. She's 35. So she's tired. Okay. And she got a, how much money is she making? Uh, she make between 50, 60,000 a year. Okay, cool. So she makes between 50, 60,000 a year. She's got a toddler. So she has, she pays for daycare. They're like, yeah, she pays for daycare. Okay, so what daycare do they go to? They go to a high-end daycare or do they go to an in-home daycare? They go to an in-home daycare. Okay, that makes sense. So your person doesn't want to spend too much money on whatever it is you're trying to sell because they already think about their coins with this in-home daycare, right? But yeah. Okay. So now we done broke down who we talking to. Now I know what I'm supposed to design. Um, so I'd say that's been like the that that right there is, and that's the most fun too, because it's like, so what you're really trying to say is <laughs> we're talking to Jennifer, not Bethany. Yeah, mm-hmm. got you, I got you, I got you, you know, because it helps, it, it makes a difference with the effectiveness of the graphics. Cause if I put something together and it looks like uh, 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 a Louis Vuitton ad, but we're trying to sell people who shop at Target. Well, that's that's not gonna work, you know. Like those two totally different groups of folks that you know that we're trying to sell to. So it it that has been like one of the best things that I mastered in this industry. Quite oh my gosh, I love this. Yes, this is why you're here because I love it. I love how you broke that down for us. And for those who who are not in our industry that don't under maybe underappreciate this level yeah. of work, like I need you to get up out your seat and throw a shoe because this is what we do for <laughs> real. Um, because this this is the the realness of what we do. This is what we do every single day. I love that. I love how you broke that down. Audiences are so important. So I would love to hear maybe a time where you had to really work hard 
to oh, get a particular audience. What was that? I mean, when I say work hard, I mean it was difficult. <laughs> Has there been a moment or a story where it's like, girl, I give up? <laughs> yeah, they have. And I must have, it must have been very traumatic because I don't even remember who it was. Um, there have been, I have a client. Um, you know, you had that one client you've been working with for so long and you just don't want to break up with them, even though it's probably better for your health. Ooh. I have a client like that. And I, I love them to death because they've been rocking with me since I first started. And I put out them ugly flyers in 2007. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they've been rocking with me, right? And I And because I've, evolved i've evolved them because it's like you're mine now like whenever i upgrade i'm gonna upgrade you too and so i remember when we first started it was before i knew much about you know defining an audience anything like that and um they were uh, a spa they were a spa and you know they were at first it was you know i want to i want everybody you know i want men and women i just want them to relax and then it was like okay that's not working. We're not, we're not making any sales. Cause at that point you're invested. So you're like, we're not making any sales. I need you to make your money back so you can keep paying me. So we, we're not making any sales. We gotta, we gotta fix something here. And it had been going on for like seven or eight years it was like, look, man, I love you, but this is not going to work because you keep changing. It's like, they keep changing the goalpost. It's like we finally get somewhere and we might get some traction. And it's like, okay, you got to keep up your social media. I am not, I am not, a, look, I'm your graphic designer. I'm not your assistant, yo. I cannot keep up your social media. I cannot, you know, write all the emails. I can design the emails, but I cannot write the emails. I cannot schedule everything to go out. That is not my job. My job is to make it look good and to make sure it works. Okay. And this person started like treating me like an assistant. And then they kept changing what we were trying to do. And it was like, look, are we trying to sell massage or are we trying to sell facials? Like, what are we doing here? And if we're trying to sell both, we need to separate them so we can target the people who want facials and target the people who want massage. Now I want it all together. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then like, I couldn't understand their pricing system because the pricing kept changing and then the membership was weird and it was like you know what i love you and i and i don't want to hurt your feelings so i'm going to bow out nicely and just let you know here are all your files and if there's an emergency i'll come back but this is not going to work for us I mean, I, what I took from that was this is the energy that I'm giving, and after that, there ain't none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's literally <laughs> that's the gospel I that I took it. from this message. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's that's important though is learning your limits, learning your boundaries, and 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 being strong enough to stick with them. Because like, you know, they say in relationships, you can't be mad at somebody who keeps crossing your boundaries if you keep letting them cross your boundaries. Well, it's the same thing in business, especially entrepreneurship. And you're a freelancer because everything's business and personal because your business is your life. Because if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. So it's like you have to set certain boundaries in place and you have to teach your clients how to respect you in that space so that they don't cross those lines because otherwise they'll they'll nudge they'll nudge like scope creep they'll they'll nudge they'll nudge and they say you know they're calling you at 10 o'clock at night you'll be like oh hey <laughs> it's tuesday i don't know you <laughs> oh back up so yeah 
<laughs> I love this. And it comes with such a grain of lemonade, y'all. Like I'm loving it every <laughs> single time. Like slurp, slurp, slurp. Um, it is is bad. I love it. <laughs> um, I love this fact too that you use a form of boundaries as a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear even like maybe some ideas in and around self-care that has really helped you elevate yourself. Um, well, I would say, like, okay, so like every freelancer, every freelance designer that I know of, we all go through like the hustle grind phase, right? Where we're working all the time, we're working overnight, we get up, go to our regular job, come home, we do the side hustle, work till two, three o'clock in the morning. And I think the first level of self-care is when you realize that you can't do this anymore and you stop accepting all the teeny tiny jobs and only accept the higher paying jobs so you don't have to do as many. Like that's that's the first level is like once you realize and, and nobody realizes it when somebody tell you, you got to burn out first before you accept the truth, right? So like that first level is, okay, so I'm gonna change because I'm tired and I ain't making no money. Like we, we gotta fix this. So you stop accepting little rinky dink jobs and no shade to the rinky dink jobs. Y'all just not charging enough, y'all. I'm sorry. But you stop doing the, the the low income jobs, we'll say that. And you start charging more. So then you start attracting clients who are willing to pay more, right? And then you have to decide who you want to work with, who you want to work for. And what you want to do. And during that stage is when you find out the types of jobs you enjoy doing that always give you joy, that always excite you. And then you only start doing those jobs. So that's like the second phase, right? First, you stop doing the rinky-dink, no-paying jobs. And then it's like, okay, I'm only going to do what I want to do. I'm the boss. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't want to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? So then that's how I learned. I'm not social media. I don't do social media. That's not my ministry. I don't know. I can't do it. You'd be mad at me because scheduling just ain't it. Like that's just not how it works. So you 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 stop doing the rinky dick jobs, then you find out what you like, you only do that, and then you start setting your hours. Like that's when you be like, all right, look, after a certain time, I, I'm not doing this no more. And after certain days, I'm not doing this anymore. So I think after I was working for CPS for a while. I was a investigator, so I was a social worker. Nobody wanted to meet, and that job is draining. And I had to completely pause everything. I was doing wedding stationery then. I had to stop everything for like two years because it. I, I never had time. Like I couldn't think creatively beyond you know. And I had and I was had and I had a baby on the way, so it was just a lot happening. So after two kids in, I decided to go back to my little job at the print shop because it allowed me the creative freedom to be able to do what I wanted to do. But then I still had energy after I left work to still be a mom and still be a partner and still, you know, do what I was supposed to do. And I realized that I didn't want to work on Saturday and Sunday no more. Like that was it. Like I didn't want to do it anymore. So I just stopped. I just stopped and whatever didn't get done on Friday, just didn't get done on Friday. And I let people know, like, Hey, I didn't get this finished. So I'm just not going to do this until Monday after I get off my regular job, you know. Um, and then when I went full time freelance, the next boundary was what time do I stop? And so uh, one of my clients is actually one of my best friends now. Like we've been we've been on since for about 10 years now. She's one of my best friends now. And I had to kind of train her into after five o'clock. I'm not answering any more of your business texts. 
I'll look at it, I'll see it, but I'm not gonna answer it until tomorrow morning. And if tomorrow morning happens to be Saturday, I'll text you and be like, hey, I see it, but I'm not gonna answer you till Monday. And she respects that. But that comes that comes with communication too. You, you have to be able to communicate with your clients. Like, look, uh, these are my hours. Um, but by setting those boundaries, it allowed me to have energy to be a parent, to be a partner, to work on my own stuff, but also to enjoy it because I wasn't always working all the time. And so in having that creative freedom to, okay, well, I'm working on this or this thing is really, you know, rocking my nerves. I can't figure this book out or I don't know how I'm going to lay this out. Go do something else creative. I'm going to go color with the toddler or something, or me and my baby, we're going to go sew, or we're going to go roller skating or something. And I come back and once they go to bed, if I have an idea and, you know, creative hits, you be like, oh, shoot, I got to get this out. I got to get this out. I'm only going to work for a couple hours if I decide to do that. And then I'm going to bed. Like, bump this. I'm not doing anything past 12 o'clock. Like, y'all can have that. That's for them young kids. I'm 36 years old. I ain't got time for this. Like, I, I, I that was the grind and hustle phase. I'm not there no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to set boundaries. Otherwise, I'm going to fall apart. And learning that is how I kept myself from losing it for 10 years, like completely. You know, I was going to say, Danielle, I love whenever we have somebody come on. Um, actually, this is my first season on as their co-host, right? And everybody that's come on, I kind of feel like, did you put this together for me? Because <laughs> anybody that comes on, I'm like, that was me or that is me. And, you know, like I have a conversation with one of my friends. She's a creative coach. And we talk about the feast and famine type of thing. Mm -hmm. And as the stuff that you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you're saying you're not there anymore. I'm like, I'm there, is she? You know, like kind of that. And I was thinking about the, um, there is a, that fine line though, when you're in that freelance stage where you're like, you know, you're in the middle of the feast and the famine. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you just go and Danielle knows about this because I had this conversation with her today. <laughs> Monday, it was a, it was a famine, but then Tuesday, what the heck? I cannot, right. you know, I, am over, I am overindulging, but that's the kind of the hard thing is, you know, getting that balance on getting that balance because as you said, you know, like we're talking about being mothers or if you're single mothers, you're like, but I have to have that baseline. And then it's like, you know, stepping over, I'm still in kind of that fear that it's like, I'm scared, you know, but then it's mm -hmm. like, it's that getting rid of that scarcity mindset of a freelancer mm -hmm. going into that piece. Maybe not a, I mean, I'm not a golden corral, but you know, maybe a nice loungy, you know, mm -hmm. my appetizer and stuff. Not like I've got 10 minutes before everything shuts down. I better go ahead and eat it all. Right. But, um, you know, so I was wondering, like, did you ever have, like, was there a time when you were kind of like, you know, that the feast or famine, like when the next day, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. like, and was that like, how did you get over that? Um, I mean, I know it's a lot of it is kind of trust, right? Mm -hmm. And then a lot of it is like, you have to, what I do a lot is lean on the people. Like I had a friend today going, okay, now what I'm freaking out about is not really necessary, right? This is a freak out in a good way. And Danielle, mm -hmm. you think it's just you that said that, but no, I had, I had to have, what a noggin had to be, come on, you're good. And then <laughs> at the end I was like, oh, and then I got it. You know, you get uh -huh. it. But it's, I think that constant reminder of mm -hmm. yourself. And then you think about your babies and you're like, okay, yeah. So this oh, is, choice. Why, right. Mm -hmm. 
This is why. Um, Feast or Famine is is every year. Okay, it's every year. And the trick is, how do you beat the famine, right? Um, 2019, right after I had my son, my youngest coworker, I call him, he, that was the worst year ever. That was the first year I went full-time freelance since I was like 25. Like I went, okay, so I went 25 years old. I was like, I could do this. I got it. I quit my job and I had no plan. I was young and I was ambitious and I was dumb. I was like, I'm cute. I'm in Atlanta and I got the talent. I could do this. I lasted six months and I had to go find a regular job. And I was like, okay, just ain't gonna work. So I worked, got married, had kids and, you know, life changed. In 2019, my third child, um, we, I went full-time freelance, but the clients I had all of a sudden didn't have no projects. And so I was like, oh, the audacity. I told y'all I was going full-time and y'all said, yeah, let's do it. And y'all ain't got no jobs. Like what? Um, I think I made $11,000 that year completely. And um, we went through some serious changes that year. And that was most of our income for that year. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. It's not for live troop. Uh, I apologize. My stuff is like you were fine. Going crazy. Thank you for your it, time. Like, girl, business bestie texting me, and I'm like, yo, it's after a certain hour. Can't help you. Um, so, uh, yeah, boundaries. So I just told her, yeah, I'm I'm working, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Face the family. Okay. So 2019, I mean, that was our whole year. And we had just had a baby. That was the worst. That was the hardest year. The hardest year. Um, and then 2020, I hate to say it, but COVID helped a lot of us. COVID helped a lot of us. But what I did was that was that was our chance. That's what we took to beat the famine. Because you got unemployment even as an uh, even as self-employed. So I was getting unemployment, my he was getting unemployment, and I said it with a pause because, yeah, nah. But um, so like we had two unemployment checks coming in, and then we got our taxes around the same time. So what we did was we stashed eighty percent of it, right, and only lived off the twenty percent because after all of that, twenty percent we could be able to do that. And so every week we had a big check coming in, so we stashed eighty percent and we only lived off twenty percent. So when the check stopped. We still had money for the rest of the year, right? And so what happened was during that year, because now I had one less thing to worry about, I was able to focus on my messaging and who I was talking to. And in doing that, I was able to attract higher paying clients, more focused clients and clients who are ready for my higher prices and for my newer prices, right? So I was getting out of the scarcity of, well, nobody's going to pay this much for you know a website. Look, if it takes you 80 hours to sketch, design, and build a website, 80 to 140 hours to sketch, you need to be paid five plus Gs for that website. Because if even if you're looking at only... $55 an hour, right? You got to feed your kids and you got to pay the rent and you got to keep the lights on and you need the internet so that your computer can stay on so you can continue to work. So like people are like, oh no, that's too much. All right, that's cool. I understand. Go to Fiverr because I'm not your person, right? And once you start doing that, those people will respect you and they'll do two things. Actually, they'll do three things. 
still either walk away and be like, oh, well, you know, she had an attitude. She said, I couldn't help you. Two, I respect that. I'm going to save my money up. And when I'm ready, I'm going to come back. Or three, hey, I can't use you right now, but I know somebody who can. And then they'll refer you to somebody else. The people who fall off, you don't want them no way because they are going to penny pinch and ask you 5,000 questions about something that you already explained. Okay. Two, the, the person who's like, I'm going to save up. That person been following you for a long time and they already respect what you're doing and they're going to tell their friends, but they're going to wait till they get their stuff first and then they're going to refer you out. That third person going to refer you out and they're going to get their stuff together because when they got their money, they're going to come back. And that, that's what I learned. And so like, once you realize that that's how that works, you're not worried about it no more because at that point you've earned the trust of those who could be, those who are, and you've established your authority by raising your price. Because if you think about it, if you get, if you go to Walmart and you see a set of speakers, three speakers, right? One is $99, one is $3.99 and one is $7.99, right? Well, $7.99 got 15 features, right? The $3.99 has like 10 features and the 99 got 10 features. Well, what's wrong with the 99 and why I got the same features as the 399? I don't trust that. I don't want the cheapest, right? Now, I may not have the money for the 799, but I can pick up that 399. You see what I'm saying? And that's how people shop, even for our type of services. And so once you once you get that, once that's here, man, please, you'll be straight. You'll be straight. You don't even have to like advertise. When people say, I'm looking for a graphic designer. You say, here's my website. Take a look at my portfolio and see if it resonates with you. And they'll find you. They will find you. I promise. I'm so glad that we found you. I had a <laughs> I'm like, you said you were in Atlanta. I said, I, I lived in Atlanta a long time ago, but I got, now I got n another friend to go find when I go visit. <laughs> well, I'm not in Atlanta anymore. No, I went to college in Atlanta, but I'm in DC now. Oh yeah. I, I may have a friend in DC. I may now have two friends in DC. <laughs> we're taking, we're taking, I, I've been telling the girls, we're taking NTG on the road. I'm hey. for it. I'm hey. for it. I'm for it. So, I'm telling you. Stop, stop, stop. Um, spoken like a G, okay? Like I'm just saying oh, that. There's so like, many. Good. I didn't even bother typing, Danielle. I'm not. <laughs> This is so green. I just want to say that out loud. This is so green. I'm so happy. Triple right OG, now. triple on triple OG. Like I feel I just so need... seen. I feel so seen <laughs> right now. I bet there's a lot of people right now that are listening to this, like, oh, she's speaking gospel. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> no, those prophesizing. The seeds were gonna part. Yep. The skies were gonna open, man. We said it. Um, I love this conversation because, again, it really um, is niche. Um, so we talk a lot about other different types of industries a lot. But I love the fact that we're a group of women, again, designers in this industry. And we all amen into all the things that are coming out um, of your mouth today. Like, Ashley, this is amazing. Very fruitful. Um, Priscilla, you have any more questions? I, I can't. <laughs> you know, and you know, and Danielle's laughing because I'm the talker. I'm the world bomb. Really? All of it's just, you know, it's sad. I was prepared. 
right? I know you were prepared. I'm like, and I can't wait. I can't, I say this to every single one of our people. I'm like, I'm going to be friends with you after this. Cause we have lots to talk about. <laughs> I say that to my guests too. I'd be like, look, we can holler at each other after this. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. I've got, I've got more. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So uh, as we talk about, you know, mastering things, how do you define mastery? Um, I define mastery as feeling so passionate about something that you don't necessarily want to be the best, but you always want to be the best that you can. Mm. Um, and never being afraid to continue to learn like with graphic design I'm self-taught so like theory color theory all this stuff I learned the hard way on my own and probably several years later than everybody else right but what I did was um not towards the end of last year but like towards the end of 2021 I went and um I started buying textbooks about graphic design because I realized that that was a hole that I couldn't fill on my own from reading blogs and watching YouTube and stuff. So I actually picked up a book about the psychology of color, right? And I'm not talking about one of these little thinky dink books. Like I'm finishing. It's like <laughs> Professor Ashley in the house. Yeah. I went and got like a book book you know about the psychology of color and like even though you know like the basics like green is growth and you know vitality and blue is trust mm -hmm. understanding how people's brains react to like different shades of blue Ooh, or yeah. different you know different versions of orange like peach is fun and it's light and it's not so heavy while vibrant orange is very um very intense. And if you use too much of it, somebody might think it's childish. But once you pair it with white, all of a sudden it's very serious and very masculine. It's like, what? Are you serious? Man, I love oh, this stuff. Yeah. This is this is my stuff, right? Yes. This is my shit. So um, like learning those types of things and knowing that that kind of knowledge is available is just like that's mastery to me, is be being open to learning more and to become even more specialized in what you're doing and not, you know, trying to be like, Oh yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years. I know what I'm doing. Well, yesterday's price is not today's price. So that applies to education as well. Girl. Yes. Applied. I love this forever student mentality. Like there's just no, there's no real end to knowing infinite knowledge, especially in our industry because it's ever changing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. I love that. I love though that you went back to old school like textbooks and stuff. And I, Danielle mm -hmm. and I, we've had this talk about, um, and I've had other designer friends who we talk about. Part of it is also, you know, work ethic. Um, mm -hmm. How it's different. I mean, not not to say that there aren't some that are younger, but like uh -huh. we come from a. I come from even the more older school. <laughs> things but you know that it, it's it's a lot of the stuff you know like you talk about the knowledge that we know as designers knowing them and learning them from people that actually before all of this fancy all mm -hmm. the you know all the things that they're going to the basics and understanding that and not like I'm hitting a couple things on here I'm adding some things here that mm -hmm. looks so pretty and let's like you're saying glitter you know they put the glitter on it but it's like you take off the glitter I'm like is it still good Mm -hmm. I'm well, glad you understand. You know how many people don't catch that reference? You know how many people don't catch that reference? I'm like, people, F the glitter. Designers, no. Well, designers I talk to people know. about logos, designing them as black. 
because I was like, you put all the stuff on there. I could put 16 colors on there. But if I make it black and you don't like it, it's not good. Please say that again for the people in the back. Oh, my yeah, God. If you don't like it one color, it's shit. Right? It's kind of like the pretty girl, like the girl that you think she's pretty. But and you put on face. all the makeup. Or the, the people that go on the date and they're wearing the water bra. And you go uh -huh. underneath it and there's like nothing there. <laughs> that is... I want yes. my money back, you know, like yes. and you can't work with that. Like if people do not like know the basics and like, I like how you're taking, you know, we talk about the story, like earlier you're saying how you don't just think here, you've got to think of how it's all going to expand. Mm -hmm. If it ain't going anywhere, it's like that dead end relationship. If your brand or on your design ain't going anywhere, then I mean, you're just stuck mm -hmm. You're on that Island. And so I love, I love that, that you got that little book. It's like, now we have to have a book club. I, was like, I knew where all my one step was. ahead of you. Quit telling all my secrets. Yeah, I got the library. Okay, <laughs> I got some stuff I ain't even got to go through yet. Right? Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, that this is so important for me. Like as in those early years of design, you know, when you're the hungry graphic designer, you're in that place of, I'll just charge you 50 bucks, you know, for something real quick when it really was worth like way more than that. Yeah. Um, I really want to speak to those young hungry designers because I feel like in a lot, of, it depends on where you are in your season of life, but for a lot of people who are starting out and they're young and they're hungry, um, mm -hmm. is there some particular advice or encouragement you can offer for those who are wanting to level up or master a little bit more defined in the realm of branding and graphic design. Um, are they school taught or self-taught? Uh, either or. Okay. Um, and the reason why I ask, cause your thought process is totally different, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're school taught, your initial thought is I got to build my portfolio and then go out here and show off my resume and try to get an internship. Whereas when you freelancing and you just trying to get in there, you like, look, I just need to get paid. What am I trying to just get, get paid? Right. Um, <laughs> I say if you're trying to level up, if you're trying to get to make more, number one, you got to change your mindset. And the best way to change your mindset is to hang around people who are already doing what you're trying to do. And I know that sounds very cliche and very Oprah-ish and very, you know, like, oh, I've heard that a million times, but I'm not playing. Um, my business bestie, best friend, client, you know, she is um, a massage therapist, but she also teaches other massage therapists how to properly, you know, do provide post-operative massage, right? Well, that means she's dealing with people who are willing to spend tens of thousands of dollars to change their bodies. So that means they're willing to add the additional investment, right, to make sure that after they spent this money, they get what they paid for. Um, and so her her audience is massage therapists who are looking for those same people. Well, all them people got money because, uh, yeah. So knowing that what she's accomplished and what she's able to do and what she's done and you know, just being her designer, I'm like, shit. Let me read what she reading, cause hell yeah, I need to make kind of money she making. You know, golly, like I got three kids, she only got one. She doing what? She like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, I need that. Um, and so you know, we share books, we talk about those things, and so um, there's a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and that was like the first book that we shared that she shared with me. And any major decision you make, like I promise you, this is in the book. It's the audio book. This is in the book. It says, I have a millionaire mindset and every decision I make is profitable for me, my business and my family. 
right? Um, and affirmations work, um, but the thing is you have to believe them. Uh, there's uh, this thing going around right now called like lucky girl syndrome. It's really not, it's, it's manifestation if you believe in that. Um, but it's a, there's a phrase that me and my partner say to each other every morning is today's gonna be a great day because everything always works out for us. The universe will always give me what I need and the desires of my heart. And when you say these things, you say it to yourself, you look at yourself in the mirror, you say it as you're going through the rest of the day, you, you, that changes your mindset. And then you stop thinking with scarcity, right? So then you realize that buying that annual plan for that plug-in is better than paying month to month for that plug-in, right? And then you realize you can license it out. So you think, oh, well, I spent $250 for the year, but I've got 10 clients who need this. And if I charge them $20 to use this, I've made my money back. I didn't lose anything, right? It was an investment. And then you start doing more things like that. And then you start finding those little pockets of passive income. So it's like, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. I didn't even realize I did it until one of my clients knocked me upside the head. I was like, Ashley, you're working too hard. Like, you did this already. And I'm like, I did it already? She's like, yeah, you did this already. And I'm like, I sure did. I taught a class. I could repackage that and make the money off of it myself. I already did it. It's already recorded. Set up that passive income. So then that's $1,000 coming in every month that you ain't even got to think about. You know that money coming. Because, you know... Come up with a subscription service. Come up with a, a membership. Come up with something small, something that people will sign up for and forget about. Something that's $10, $15, $20, right? $20 won't hurt you. $50 will hurt you. $20 won't hurt you. If you forget about that $20, you'll be like, oh, dang, I got to remember to cancel that next month. And you forget about it the next month. You forget about it the next month. But it's hitting your bank account, okay, every month. If you got 10 people forgetting about $20, that's 200 bucks every month. You ain't got to think about it. Well, no, no, 10 people. Yeah, see if this is 20. Yeah, that's 20. But you ain't got to think about it no more. You just know that that $20 going to hit every month. You see what I'm saying? And if you accumulate those types of things, then you don't have to hustle all the time. You can focus on the bigger projects. So in the graphic design space, we have email templates. We've got website banner templates. We've got, if you're web design, you've got Elementor templates. You've got uh, a book I just put together is a web copy workbook, right? I put it together for my clients because when I'm building a website, I'm not a copywriter. That's not my ministry. I can tweak some stuff that you wrote, but I can't come up with the words. But by giving them this workbook, it helps them work through all the important information that I need in order to finish our project. Well, everybody doesn't need a website, but everybody need that workbook. So if I sell the workbook for $27, and even if I only get five people who buy this workbook in a month, that's what, $27, that's $130 that I ain't even have to worry about afterwards. So I made my money back on the two and a half, three hours it took me to put the workbook together. You see what I'm saying? So if you're trying to level up, hang around the people you're trying to, that are, that are doing what you're trying to do. That's the first thing, because they're going to put you onto some stuff. They're going to be like, hey, this is coming up. You need to come with me. Or, hey, I'm reading this book. You know, you need to read this book. This helped me a lot. You really need this. You got to change your mindset. You got to get out of the scarcity. Feast and famine is always going to be a feast and famine. The trick is to save the feast for the famine so that you don't starve. 
right? And then the third thing is to come up with some passive income so that you're not constantly hustling all the time, so that the money is already coming in. One thing I'm doing right now, I have a I have an account with Flywheel, which is a WordPress uh, hosting platform. I trust Flywheel. I love Flywheel. Ever since I left GoDaddy, Flywheel has been the business and it's been the greatest, right? I resell the hosting to my clients at the rate that it would take me to just pay that bill, right? If I only get 15 of my people to pay their bill, my bill is paid. So anything other than that first 15 is extra for me. So that's an extra X amount of dollars in my pocket. I don't have to worry about, right? But they're not just getting anything for free because I'm still maintaining their websites. I'm still checking their websites, make sure their stuff still works. But that's an extra money in my pocket I don't have to worry about. That's another two bills that I don't have to worry about because it's already taken care of. It's passive income. It's already in there. I know it's going to hit on the first of the month. I know on the first of the month, I'm getting bam. I can guarantee that. You know what I'm saying? Then I got, you know, the, the class that I need to go ahead and put together and stop BSing about and put that together because I've done it. I've done a branding course. I've done it. I've taught it live. I need to go ahead and repackage that and sell it because that's passive income. It's information that's never going to go out. It's information that's, you know, evergreen, as people say now. It's evergreen. It's going to last forever. The information going to be the same. Define your audience, stay true to yourself, and keep moving. Like, one, two, three. Passive income. Woo-wee. So many gems. Did y'all take those? <laughs> I mean, again, the gospel has been given. I absolutely love that we talk about, you know, these very easy, practical steps. I love this, Ashley. Like, I really do. Because <laughs> you break this down so easily. And it makes it, again, very simple to, very common to the affirmations. It makes it believable. Like, this mm-hmm. is attainable for me now. Because it's one, two, and three. Not mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight, nine, A through Z. It is literally right. attainable. Because I can just do these simple, basic steps. So I mm-hmm. love that you break this down. Because there's a lot of women out there who are in this field specifically that are just getting their feet wet. They don't know what to rely on because they're hearing everything come through the mill. And I love the fact that you made that very practical, very real, um, because it is attainable and it is doable and it is achievable. Um, but a lot of people just don't know that game plan or have the the mental capacity to break that down um, mm-hmm. in bite-sized chunks. So the pro has spoken. I love it. <laughs> and you broke this down so easy. Like, school us, girl. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely fun for me. So um, I love the fact a couple couple takes a couple of takeaways that I really want to to kind of go back to. One, like I said, the affirmation affirmations work when you believe in them. Whoa! I mean, my heart just whole like everywhere. <laughs> um, the impact of passive income. The advice to hang around others already doing the work right? They're already in it. They can just pass a couple of crumbs to you because they're already in that space. They already know kind of what they're wanting to do. They're driven. And so Mm -hmm. it's easier for them to pass a couple of those. Hey, there's a few tips that I already picked up. I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. You can have that. I think that's so incredibly valuable. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but one thing I learned Long, not even a long time ago, recently though, is that community works better than competition. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from joining the groups with, you know, women of color, women of color podcasters, from doing the podcast myself with F the Glitter, from being in the BBL group, all of the, not Brazilian butt lift, but business brand build launch group. Like yes. group. Yeah. Because every time we say it, I'm like, eh, no, I know who that is now. <laughs> um, there's enough for everybody to eat. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you're fresh, if you're new, you are not in competition with nobody but mm. yourself. And if a client tries to play you against another designer, you don't want that client. Right. Period. Mm. If somebody come to you and they be like, oh, I can get that for cheaper. Your response should be, okay, mm. great. Go with them. Right. I can't help <laughs> you. Because anybody that's trying to lowball you does not respect you. They mm. do not respect you. And other designers will always help you eat. I promise you. We are a, a very nurturing community even on the masculine side yeah. we are a very nurturing community like hey i got this job my schedule is full i got two or three da da does you want it yeah all right cool <laughs> let me introduce y'all like our community is so loving and nurturing and welcoming like the only pe- you are only in competition with yourself oh i, I can tell you danielle is that for me she's like my <laughs> i'm like Mother, may I have some more? <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm always, you know, talking about nurturing and learning from each other. It's like, you know, and it's not, what I love about it is that it doesn't necessarily matter whether or not you are, I mean, it does help if you, if you, if you're not necessarily green, but you know, it's like, I'm a lot older than Jim's Vins and stuff like that. But it's like, I learned so much from Danielle because she's kind of more, my, my, this old brain of mine don't work as quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. Danielle puts it in easy words for me to understand. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's like, and, and the thing is like, she can, she can talk to me in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. cause I was, I'm also thinking about people that are seasoned and -hmm. are not so hip which would be me, you know, I know it seems like I am, but you know, it's like, and I go to the people that are, you know, like Danielle and I'll Mm -hmm. go, can you explain this to me? Or, Hey, can we, can you like, this is how I know it. Like we were just talking about that for font management or something. I'm like, back when I was using Cork Express, (laughs) (laughs) before everybody was doing Canva, what did you do? You know? And and then like, and it's nice because then um, to have that, even though you're from, you know, the, the time machine type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's nice to um, have that, uh, you know, that middle ground, mm-hmm. you know, that connects and stuff. But yeah, but I mean, I know I can say I'm excited though, because I've been a little bit, yes, yeah, since it's everything's all, um, you know, everything's like virtual and stuff. It does mm-hmm. open up so much the community, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, and especially me being in the space of Danielle, I am meeting a whole lot more people because I'm just in my little house here, Dublin, Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the rest of us, uh, for real. Right? Yeah. I think community is everything. And when you find the right community, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold you back. It's going to push you forward. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I have repeatedly experienced from finding my people, right? Mm-hmm. Finding our tribe. Um, being amongst others that are in similar paths or similar fields even. So that's really the heart of this podcast was to find more of our tribe, Um, find more women who 
are wanting to kind of grow, um, listen, learn, and feel empowered and encouraged to step out and do something bold and different for themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm really hoping that many of you in listening, right, and listening to this episode is feeling the full effect of <laughs> Ashley Green today because she yes. is bringing the thunder. She is bringing it. I love it. Um, Ashley, I just wanted to... For people who want to get to know you more, find you, engage with you, interact with you in any way, shape, or form, how can they find you? You can find me everywhere. No, um, there is the podcast website, which is ftheglitter.com. Uh, that's E-F-F-T-H-E-G-L-I-T-T-E-R.com. Um, my graphic design branding website, which is where I actually like my work, is A Louise Creative, um, A L O U I S E Creative.com. And then um my handles on everything from TikTok to Twitter to Facebook to Instagram is F the Glitter or A Louise Creative. I have both of them because I came I, I, I came up in the era where you have to have all of the all of the accounts, all of the accounts. So I have all of the accounts. I don't use Twitter though. I just yeah, Twitter's kind of there, but it yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not active. We are um, currently on Twitter, but I don't think we're gonna be on there very long because yeah. of this platform. Like the way it's just going, I'm like yeah, it's not Twitter's day. gotten a little raunchy lately in the past mm. couple of years, and I don't, I don't really vibe with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's some stuff. I'm with you. I'm with you entirely. Um, yeah. I absolutely love. We are on Clubhouse, so maybe if okay. we connect on there, that would be a cool spot. But for sure, like, I absolutely love this conversation and everything we've encompassed. Anything in around mastery, especially in the realm of graphic design industry, girl. <laughs> You you beat us, okay? Like you, you just beat us. Um, I absolutely love it, and I love the fact too that you leave us with a lot of encouragement, some deeper thoughts to think about our processes and our intention. Um, mm -hmm. I love the educational components always, and the ways that we can level up. But that community, that community, mm -hmm. the heart of it being that community that we can continue to inspire and encourage each other um, in whatever realm that is outside of even graphic design, that we can be that support to each other. Mm -hmm. That's super important. And I love that you embody that every single day with every graphic and client that you touch. So thank you for your presence today. <laughs> thank you for having me. Y'all got to come on to my show now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So we're going to wrap this up with a real quick um, flash questionnaire. And okay. it is, you literally just tell us the first thing that pops into your head. All right. Something new you've learned in the past year, whether it be a life lesson, hobby, or fun fact. That anything can be fixed with chocolate and a glass of wine. Ooh, amen. Mm, that's so the truth. <laughs> Did you know that there's like a scientific reason for that though? Uh, I know about the wine and the chocolate. But not now let's have them together. What's the... So the chemical compounds in chocolate release the endorphins in your brain. And so it gives you a slight high or a, a euphoria kind of feeling. Yes. And so that's why like after you're hurt, if you eat chocolate almost right away, like your body kind of immediately calms down. Harry Potter was Because real. chemically, wow. chocolate <laughs> is the shit. Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm for this. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that makes perfect sense. 
um, chocolate and wine. That's why we go for it every single time. When my kids start crying, I just go, eat the damn bar, right? <laughs> just, just a little piece. Don't, don't get them the whole bar because then you got then you have. Get about the band aid. <laughs> yeah, here, just take a piece of candy. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so favorite vacation or getaway spot? Uh, I don't have a favorite vacation spot. I'm still learning with the vacation spots, you know, like I'm just now coming into my hot mom era. Come on. You know, where I'm free to go do things. Um, <laughs> so like the last vacation I had was Disney World with the kids. And that was pretty cool. We were in Orlando, but we had like Airbnb and yeah. um, we had like a whole house and like my family's pretty big. So it's like my three kids, my parents and me and my niece. So it was like seven or eight of us in the house. Uh, and it had a pool in the backyard. It was just, it was cool. Cause like we had like a whole little thing. And so we went to Disney world and then we were like, all right, we're hot and hungry. So then we went back to the house and ate and then we swam for a little bit, took a nap. And then we went back to Disney world. So that was pretty cool. You know, like it wasn't like we spent $150 just to, only that one time, like we were able to enjoy the whole day. So it was, it was nice. Yeah. Oh, those are beautiful memories though. I they love are. that. Oh my goodness. Like watching them get excited about the fireworks. Like I almost cried because it was like, oh, this is the magic. Right. <laughs> you see it on the screen, but now you see right? it. Right. Like I started to realize that, oh, this is why we spent, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not for that. It's, this is for us, but that's for, the... oh, mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> oh, Disney. Man. I see you. I see right. you. Right. Okay. So sweet snacks or savory snacks? Both. Girl. That's my final answer. <laughs> okay. Harry Potter or Star Wars? Harry Potter? Ravenclaw? Oh, right, right here. Right here. Yo. Ravenclaw right here. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Digital books or physical books? I love the smell of paper. I am still a wedding stationer and my first graphic job was in a print shop and touching the paper, seeing something when it's done, that that, that letterpress, oh my mm. God, feeling the texture. It's nothing like paper. Nothing I love like it. Paper. Most of our people are like physical books. So we're working on nothing like nice. giving a, a, a scented physical book candle. Like to everybody for like being a guest. That's where we're working. So there's on. like a, there's a science to that too, though. <laughs> okay, tell me more. So the ink, the way that they make the ink, like the vanilla in the, I think it's called vanilla and vanilla or whatever it is that's in the ink, in the black ink. Um, like as it ages, the smell gets sweeter. So like as you turn the pages of the book, it releases it and oxidizes, and that's what triggers us to be like. So oh, if you get a paper cut and you bleed from it and you have the double chocolate in the wine. No, unless you introduce the paper cut. Like, that's a good try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like, when you, for, I, I, I'm a random fact person. Like, that, I love just, it. Like random shit. I'm like, oh, I'm here for And it. then it like gets stored back here somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> it's science. It's I science. love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, if you could go back in time, where would you go and whom would you see? Uh, if I could go back in time, huh? I wouldn't. Ain't nothing back in time for me. Ain't nothing but head. I'm a black woman. Ain't nothing back in time for me. <laughs> but headaches, heartache, and danger. I'm no, nah, I'm good. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Nope, I'm gonna stay right here. I'm good. <laughs> understandably <laughs> understandable like I already knew like mm. 
Okay. Uh, your love languages or yeah, love language or love languages. Um, acts of service and physical touch. Oh, I can uh, see that. I'm a snuggler. I'm a snuggler. I like to, I like holding hands and the kissiness and all that. My babies, they're big on random hugs and they just walk around, but like, I love you. I'm like, I love you too. Um, the acts of service. I think acts of service though, low key is like a trauma response. So I, I don't know. I know touch is a big one, but mm -hmm. yeah, we'll say that. Okay. All right. The last question is best part of grown of being a grown up. The best part of being a grown-up is when you finally realize you really can't do what you want when you want to do it. Like working for yourself, you just you you buy stuff and you be like, oh, I can have a glass of wine at 12 o'clock. I'm an adult. Like I can do that, you know. Or you be like, I can't eat these cookies at 10 o'clock at night. I'm a grown-up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can do this. I don't need permission. Or if you decide to take a vacation, like you don't have to ask nobody, can you take a vacation? You're like, I can do this. I've got the money to do this. Right. And especially our generation, Zennial Millennials, like we're just kids who got grown up money now. So I can buy that $300 costume and not feel bad about it because I like that wig. And Fellow them shoes cosplayer. look good on me. Mm -hmm. So, on. you know, I just Come started on. cosplay last year. I went as a photon to Awesome Kind here in DC. And my dad, it, it was so cool because like the whole family participated. So, like, my dad dressed up as Doctor Strange. Yes. And my brother dressed up as Sinbad from one of his favorite anime. And the girls dressed up as um, Descendants, the Disney Descendants. Yes. Like, characters. Some pictures, please. Yes. And photos. Uh, my youngest co-worker he dressed up as spider-man so it was just real cool like everybody oh. participated it was that's fun dope. so we're definitely gonna do it again oh that's and... dope oh my god <laughs> yeah now you're really speaking my love language yes. Yes. one for me i love it oh my goodness this has been so cool uh thanks everyone for listening to the more than graphics podcast we invite you to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts all right y'all until next time and just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG Podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow us across MTG social. And look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time, friend.